Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode 193. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary hanging out with you on a lovely Wednesday. I appreciate each and every one of you for checking out an episode where we're going to try to talk about the New York Jets offense and try not to kill each other because apparently Jet fans can't have conversations about the offense without it being just like this most toxic and terrible conversation, but that's the biggest story right now and it's something that we have to get into. We're going to answer your voicemails as well, but first, are you ready to spice up your Thanksgiving as we dive headfirst into the mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce, let's talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season, the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. That's right, it's time to go cold turkey on your old razor and take care of your own turkey leg with the Lawnmower 5.0. Visit manscaped.com and use my code JETS20, that is J E T S 20 for 20% off and free shipping. And enjoy Thanksgiving in style with your brand new Lawnmower 5.0. Gobble, gobble. There we go. Gobble it, gobble it. The things you love to see. Maybe <laughs> maybe the gobble gobble will come into play if you get the lawnmower 5.0, if you know what I'm saying. I love it. Thank you so much to Manscaped for sponsoring the show and giving me these reads that make me laugh uh, in these uh, trying times as a Jet fan. It is a trying time as a New York Jet fan because um, they have a really awesome defense. And outside of one mistake against the Chargers where they let up a punt return for a touchdown. They have an awesome special teams unit, but their offense is setting the sport back 40 years. Uh, and luckily the Jets were winning. They were on a three-game win streak, so that kind of put on they got put on the back burner. Those offensive issues got put on. Uh, we'll worry about that later, but it's time to start worrying about that again because, well, the Jets scored six points uh, against the Los Angeles Chargers and lost 27-6. In a game that looked much worse than it actually was because of the offensive performance. Like 27 points, like, oh my god, the defense must have really stunk. No, not really. The defense didn't stink. They one of the touchdowns was a punt return for a touchdown. Uh and also the quarterback fumbled twice and gave the Chargers the ball on the fifty yard line and the two yard line. And that's when the two touchdowns uh, were scored, and they held Justin Herbert to 136 passing yards and five sacks. So uh, defense showed up. Stop me if you heard that one before. The defense showed up. They did their part, uh, but the offense did not nearly do enough, and there's many, many reasons for it. Uh, I'm going to save the Zach Wilson talk for last. I want to talk about the other issues with this offense before we get to Zach Wilson um, because Zach Wilson is – partially to blame for this it is not all on Zach Wilson but the absolute lack of blame going towards Zach Wilson from some is almost remarkable it is truly truly unbelievable what this guy can get away with and still get defended by this fan base. I'm wearing my Mark Sanchez jersey on the pod today because I miss Mark Sanchez. I miss having a quarterback who can get the ball into the end zone. I saw Mark Sanchez throw for three-plus touchdowns in six games as a New York Jet, and Mark wasn't a great quarterback. He wasn't, but I've never seen Zach Wilson throw three touchdowns in a game in three seasons now as a New York Jet starter. One offensive touchdown is like pulling teeth. You have to have the moon, the stars, 
the uh, Mercury in retrograde. All these things have to happen in order for the Jets to score a touchdown on offense. Um, and it's just we'll get we'll get to the Zach. I'm gonna put a pin in the Zach stuff, but let's start with the offensive line. Everyone's favorite uh, scapegoat, uh, the offensive line. It was not a great unit. It's not. They've had a million injuries to the offensive line. They lost Dwayne Brown, Elijah Vera Tucker, Connor McGovern, Wes Schweitzer. There's been, a, again, a ton of injuries to this unit. Um, Joe Tipman made his return, got his first start at center. I thought he was fine. He allowed two pressures in the game. He was clocked with two pressures, no sacks allowed. Uh, Lincoln Tomlinson and Makai Becton, I think, were fine on the left side. The biggest issue is the right side of the line. Uh, Max Mitchell kicks into guard, gets his first career start at guard, and Billy Turner starts at right tackle, and Billy Turner, uh, a.k.a. Billy Turnstile, was not very good in this game. Uh, there's no sugarcoating it. There is no denying it. Uh, I think the Jets would be wise to get Billy Turner out as soon as humanly possible. Maybe Dwayne Brown is back, and you figure out who's playing left tackle and right tackle between uh, Mekhi Becton and uh and, and max and excuse me Mikai becton and Dwayne brown uh but billy turner cannot be your starting right tackle because he showed it in training camp he showed it in the preseason and now he's shown it in the regular season he is really really bad back there the offensive line is absolutely a part of this problem it is a part of this problem the offensive line play um Brees Hall not being able to get anything going. That I don't put on Brees. I think it's a mix of predictable play calling. Defense is loading the box, daring the Jets to throw. And the offensive line injuries. Uh, it's basically an all or nothing offense with Brees Hall right now. They don't trust Dalvin Cook with the football anymore, which is probably a wise decision. But they refuse to activate Izzy Abanacanda. I don't know why. Their uh, rebuttal to not activating him has been this season that he is still learning pass protection and he has to carve out a role on special teams first. Okay. Michael Carter outside of garbage time really didn't do much and Michael Carter's really struggled this year. So it's pretty much the point. It's, it's the Brees Hall show on offense. And really, pretty much since week... Four against the Chiefs. The last time, like the Jets' best offensive game, Zach Wilson's best game as a pro. Their offense ever since has been wait for Brees Hall to do something special, uh, which he did against Denver. Uh, he had a walk-in touchdown against Philly. That was their one offensive touchdown. Uh, and then against the Giants, he took a check down 50-plus yards for, for a touchdown. It's, I need Brees Hall to do something unbelievable or we're not going to do anything at all on offense and that's really unfair uh to Brees Hall the play calling not being ideal is absolutely a part of it I don't think Nathaniel Hackett is a very good offensive coordinator I do think he has his flaws um he did something that I will give him credit for in this game he listened to something that a lot of Jeff fans and a lot of Zach Wilson fans wanted him to do two things one was play with tempo which they went in the hurry up significantly more in this game than they have in weeks gone by. That was a noticeable change watching the game live. And 
let Zach Wilson Wilson loose, right? It was oh they they gotta you know let him loose. Don't have him throw the ball twenty five times. Well, he threw forty nine times, completed sixty seven percent of his passes, and we'll get into drops and like the completion percentage. Okay, fine, but unable to get the ball down the field, unable to move the ball um, with any consistency. Red zone offense is historically bad, historically bad right now in, in the red zone, um, and drops. And Alan Lazard might have been the worst player on the football field yesterday, which is really a shame uh, because we did a video earlier in the week talking about Alan Lazard finding his way onto the uh, injury report. And I was like, this could be an issue if the, the Jets are dealing with Garrett Wilson and like Xavier Gibson and Randall Cobb as their three wide receivers. Like, that's not good. But. Alan Lazard follows it up and has his worst game as a Jet, maybe his worst game of his life. Uh, many drops, many penalties, um, which leads into another point that's a problem with this offense is the the pre-snap penalties, the illegal motions, the false starts, the you know just silly avoidable things. They can't seem to get right or they can't seem to get out of their system. That's also a factor in this. Garrett Wilson having a turnover is something that he never does. That's a rarity for a, a Garrett Wilson mistake. Someone who is one of your few special players on the offensive side of the football makes a costly mistake and fumbles the ball. You can't come back from that. You can't come back from the special teams touchdown against because the Jets don't have an offense. When, when you're down 17 or when you allow 17 points, not that the defense allowed, but just in total, right? It's 17-3 was at the half. It felt insurmount, like there was no, it felt like there was no chance that the Jets could find their way to 17 points with how they were moving the ball in that game. And they didn't. They they ended the game with six. They ended the game with six points. Um, and I thought it was apropos now as we get to Zach Wilson that the fourth and goal at the end of the game Zach Wilson throws the ball to the two-yard line, which just goes back to the not understanding situations. situation Situational awareness, Madden rating is like a zero. Uh, big, big arm, improved accuracy this year. Let's do the nice things for Zach first. Um, arm strength is there. Confidence is a little bit better this year. Accuracy, for the most part, has been a little bit better this year. Um, but not being able to find the end zone is still a major, major issue for him. Situational awareness, whether it was not being able to get the spike off against Denver, um, not throwing the ball past the sticks on fourth down, not throwing the ball into the end zone on fourth and goal, holding on to the ball. Like the offensive line. Again, is bad. We're prefacing all this by saying the offensive line is not good. It is not a good unit. It is a below average unit. Is it the worst in the NFL? I don't think I would go as far as to say it's the worst in the NFL. I get that in the comments section. I would I would say look to the crosstown rival New York Giants uh, and then get back to me about offensive line play, about being worst in the NFL. Prefacing this with a below average offensive line, right? Not a good offensive line. Holding on to the ball and the feel of the rush is just something that has not improved in three years. 
It has not improved. And fumbles are now an issue. He's lost five fumbles in eight games. Five. He has eight fumbles on the year. Five of them have gone the other direction. The interceptions, okay, he has five picks. I'm glad, you know, he's gone X amount of throws without throwing an interception. Great. But it is still pulling teeth to get the ball into the end zone. It is still impossible for this offense to do anything. And I get it. We hit it. Drops. Play calling. Offensive line. All problems. But the only thing that you could look at and internally change right now is quarterback. They're not firing Nathaniel Hackett midseason. They're not moving on from Nathaniel Hackett midseason. And they're probably not moving on from him after the season when Aaron Rodgers is returning. The offensive line is what it is. There's been a bunch of injuries. It's been, you know, Jenga every week. It's been Tetris moving it around, all this, all you know, whatever image you want to use or whatever uh, example you want to throw out there. It, it's, um, it's moving. It's changing all the time. Wide receiver room is what it is. And, like, you can get on Joe Douglas for that. I think that's a fair criticism of Joe Douglas, which is something else that people, Jeff fans, don't want to hear or don't want to ever talk about is maybe, you know, being a little bit critical of Joe, De- Joe Douglas, future Jets Hall of Famer uh, for, for some. Not adding a, a wide receiver, only bringing in Roger Saffold, which, great, I'm glad you brought in Roger Saffold but had an opportunity at the trade deadline to add a wide res- a body a warm body at the wide receiver position or trade a 6th round pick for Josh Dobbs or apparently Jacoby Brissett available for a day 3 pick and for the i don't know fourth time in the last 6 months have doubled, triple, quadrupled down on on this Zach Wilson experience. It goes back to the offseason where many Jeff fans were not comfortable with Zach Wilson as quarterback too. Said, if you want to keep him around, fine, but basically put him on ice, right? Redshirt him. Okay, didn't want to do that. Wanted to keep him as QB too. Okay, fine. Aaron Rodgers goes down four plays into your season. Do you want to bring in another quarterback who maybe, again, could compete or bring in as a a backup? No. It's it's Zach's team. Ride or die. That's it. You got Tim Tim Boyles, our backup quarterback, who I don't know what Tim Boyles' job is. I don't think backup quarterback is an appropriate job title for for Tim Boyle because most times uh, when I've watched football for the last 20 years of my life, uh, I've seen backup quarterbacks take off their parkas, maybe put a helmet on, maybe throw on the sidelines. Uh, I've never seen Tim Boyle do any of those things. The Jets, he's basically another coach there. Okay, fine. Eventually, they add Trevor Simeon, which that to me doesn't move the needle as much as some of the other things. But I was like, all right, I'll take it because Trevor Simeon at least has starting experience. And is a functioning NFL quarterback who you can maybe go to if things go awry. They refuse to make him active. Uh, they, I, I don't know why they won't make him active, but they won't. Uh, and then the trade deadline comes and goes, and you don't add anything else. When you look around the league, 
and you see Josh Dobbs, who goes from being the starter on the Arizona Cardinals to traded to the Minnesota Vikings to having to go in and insert a, a replaced and an injured quarterback, goes out and throws for two touchdowns in a 31-28 to win on the road in Atlanta. What happened, remember, it was, there's no way we can get, you know, insert player here up to speed in time. Trevor Simeon's been here for a month. We got uh, Dobbs coming in. Kevin O'Connell's teaching him plays on the sideline. Him in the center are going over his cadence on the sideline during the game to get him up to speed. And they still find a way to not only score, but put up 31 points. How about Aiden O'Connell, a late-round pick from this year's draft class against the New York Giants, who the Jets could not move the football against unless it was the final 20 seconds of the game or a drive in overtime, has a 90.2 passer rating, 209 yards on 25 attempts, and 30 points in a win over the Giants. You look around the league, like, all these teams, Will Levis comes in and replaces Ryan Tannehill. He comes in and has four touchdowns in his first game. I know they struggled against a, a, a good Pittsburgh defense. They lost 20-16 to 16 in his struggles. Had 260 passing yards. But, it, it, like, as so many teams around the league, and it's not just the Jets also who are dealing with having a backup quarterback, but other teams are able to at least look like they are remotely playing the sport of the of football in 2023 in the modern NFL. I don't I don't get why fans are so reluctant to say like let's try something different. I'm not saying you go to Trevor Simeon and that's it for life even if he comes in and stinks up the joint that you got to continue to roll roll with him. You could if you try something different with Trevor Simeon and it goes poorly you could go back to Zach Wilson. No one is saying like Zach. You're not lighting Zach Wilson on fire and saying that he's ne- he's never allowed back. He's in the Jake Asman's shadow realm for life. It's hey, we have eight offensive touchdowns in eight games, and in the last eleven t- games you've started for us, we have ten offensive touchdowns. Like we let's just see if we could do something better, or just try something different. Right, that, that that's what it's really about, and the pushback. Like Zach Wilson is apparently the only quarterback in the NFL that deals with drops. Zach Wilson is the only quarterback in the NFL that deals with bad offensive play calling. Zach Wilson is the only quarterback in the NFL that deals with a bad offensive line. It is every single thing humanly possible goes in front of Zach Wilson getting any sort of blame, any sort of blame, and I'm not even saying that he's the the one who gets the full brunt of the responsibility or the full brunt of the blame, that's not fair to him. And I understand, like, this is someone who you could have backup expectations for. But to the point to defend to seemingly the death, right? Like, you're there, ride or die, for this quarterback with 20 passing touchdowns and 30 starts is just so absolutely insane like I can't I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around the the the, the defense uh to that extent there's things like we could have a, a legitimate conversation that Zach Wilson has improved this year 
because I mentioned it. His accuracy has been better, uh, and his confidence has been better this year. But even still with those improvements, we're talking about like the 27th best quarterback in football, maybe. Somewhere between 27 and 30 is probably where he falls. And it's not good enough right now. And to even bring up the idea of trying something different gets met with such vitriol and such pushback that no, there's no way. No, it's not Zach Wilson's fault. It's the offensive line. It's the coordinator. It's the wide receivers. By the way, wasn't it Mike LaFleur's issue last year? Right? Like, Mike LaFleur was the scapegoat for the New York Jets last year. And I get it. Their offense stunk down the stretch, right? They were really bad and stunk for most of the year. And he's going to get blamed uh, for not being able to develop Zach Wilson. Okay, fine. We're still seeing issues with getting in the end zone with a different offensive coordinator. Different offensive line, different wide receivers. This time it's the young guys. All right. You know, Garrett Wilson and Xavier Gibson and stuff like that. Last year it was veterans like uh, Corey Davis, who's not here anymore. And that that's a big loss for this team. But I just, I have a hard time. Especially when the Jets this year, they play a lot of primetime. They played a lot more primetime games, not so much Sunday at 1 o'clock. So I've watched a lot of football this year. That isn't New York Jets football. Flip on red zone during the day with the Jets on Monday night, or hell, even the Jets are on Sunday night this this week. You got a lot of games on between 1 and 4 o'clock. And watch how easy it looks for other teams to move the ball. And watch offensive line play around the league and see how quarterbacks, coordinators and just teams could make it to the point where like hey like let's they could look somewhat passable. They, it's not a minor miracle to get to 20 points. It's like that's just what happens. Like even bad offenses are finding a way to get to 20 points. I don't know. I'm just like maybe maybe let's try something different. That that that's basically my takeaway is uh there are a ton of issues with this offense. Uh and, and we went through them. And it's got to change against the Raiders. It absolutely has to change against the Raiders because uh, they need to win in order to stay afloat. Uh, they're 4-4 four and four right now. Need to get to 5-4 and four before you have two very important divisional games against the Miami Dolphins uh, and the Buffalo Bills. Well, the Bu- Buffalo Bills first, then the Miami Dolphins after. But let's get to your voicemails. Let's react to the Jets and the Chargers. Old friend of the show, Bill Bilstein, starts us off. Hello, Matthew O'Leary. Billy here. You notice that I didn't say this is Billy Bilstein, long-time listener, now multiple-time caller. The reason, the reason I just Uh-oh. introduced myself as Billy was because I didn't want to do a soliloquy. Like you said, you have a show to do. So instead of making a big introduction, I am going to get directly to the point from now on. Thank you, Billy. 
I'm sorry if if <laughs> a distraction of course driving by. It's a busy day in Boca. <laughs> so the reason is <laughs> Come on. I'm calling <sighs> is because someone asked what is it going to take for the Jets to win the division. So I just want you to clarify how that would happen. If the Jets were to win more games than any of the other teams in our division, then the Jets will win division. Because they base the division when you, I'm sorry, I have a little cold. Ah, oh, poor, poor and Billy. Coughing. They base the division winner on who has the best record. Oh, okay. What do you think of that? Okay, yeah, yeah. O'Leary? Yeah, you know. Goodbye. Oh, uh, I appreciate it, Billy. Hello. What a, oh, no, no, we could, we don't, once was enough, Bill. We don't need to run that back. Uh, yeah, you know, that that's almost as good as the score more points than the opponent. Um, I like that. I like that. Um, maybe more wins. I also have this radical ideal that I wanted to run past Billy uh, is if they should play a tournament of all the best teams. Uh, and you can go by the standings, right, in the divisions that we mentioned. You play a tournament. Maybe you give the, the the number one seed in each conference a bye. They don't have to play the first round of the tournament. Uh, and then, like, the two seed will play the seventh seed. Uh, and then they go down until there's two teams left. And then they play each other. And then they crown that team a champion. That might be the best way to, uh, I don't know, have some fun and determine who's the, who's the best team that year. Have a little tournament at the end of it. Constantine called in at halftime um, of this game. Uh, and he ripped. Zach Wilson last week. Constantine is uh, is an avid Zach Ripper. I I, I hear him out. We're going to hear him out again this time uh, about his frustrations with this quarterback and this team. Uh, at the half, didn't even get to the full game. Hey, Maddie, my man. Constantine from PA. I want to get my call in at the half. I just want to get this over with because I'm not happy with the first half. I'm sure most Jet fans aren't. But here's my question to you. Just this past week, the Arizona Cardinals cut Joshua Dobbs. He goes to the Vikings, okay? Not starting. The starter gets injured. He comes into the game and wins the game for them. Now, my question is, why couldn't have we at least tried to get him on our team? Just to see. Because I would take Joshua Dobbs over Sam Darnold sure. over this piece of shit Zach Wilson that... in a heartbeat. You know why? Because the better. kid has played for a number of teams, never once complained, and still comes out a winner. When is this organization going to realize that doubling down on a bad bet is a bad idea? When are they going to realize that they made a mistake drafting Zach Wilson? When are they going to realize that they're wasting away one of the best defenses in the NFL? 
wasting them away. Where are we going to be when we go the next three games? <laughs> the next three games, we're going Raiders, Miami, Buffalo. How many of those games do you think we're going to win with this offense continuing to look like dog shit out there? When is this organization going to realize that they have a responsibility to the fans that have been Jet fans their entire lives and the people that spend their hard-earned money and got to sit out there and watch that shit, that Me. straight garbage? Last night. When are they going to realize that making a mistake and admitting you made a mistake is part of the way to solve the problem and say that you're ready to move on? When are they going to realize that us Jet fans aren't going to be watching this shit much longer if it continues this way. Me being one of them. Absolutely, absolutely just disgusted with the way this offense carries itself. And as far as Nathaniel Hackett's concerned, he needs to find a new job. He sucks. <laughs> Other than that, it's great in Jets Nation. Take care of yourself, bro. Nothing personal. But no, you know no. what? I've had enough of this shit. Constantine, there's nothing personal taken with that. I don't, did you? I, I'm assuming if you turned off the giant game, I'm going to imagine you turned this one off too. Um, hard to blame me. I wish I could have turned it off. Uh, I wasn't. I was there with uh, 60 other fans of the Talking Jets panel, which, by the way, should have started with this. But uh, to the loyal supporters of not only me uh the talking jets show that we've done now since 2019 ryan green being this community that we have it like man it it really really hit home to have that many people show out for us um come talk to us come say hello you know shake our hands you know just talk jets football and man that was that was really awesome it was hard like Having that whole crew there, being up there for the player intros, crowd going nuts. That was special. That was really cool. And then the Jets gave an absolutely horrific, horrific, horrific effort. Especially. Pretty much not not especially. Exclusively on the offensive side of the ball. And a special teams mistake. Joe from Holbrook is up next. Hey Matt, Joe from Holbrook calling. Um I know uh Everybody on Twitter is killing Zach as if the, it's all his fault or something. But I don't know if you could count up how many drops, drive-killing penalties, and just stupid mental mistakes that the offense made that is killing this kid. I mean, you got to help him out, dude. Nobody's helping him. Hackett stinks. Lazard is – I don't know what his problem is. But Zach is by no means great but he's just not good enough to make up for the deficiencies of the rest of the offense. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Thank you for the call. Yeah, eight penalties, three turnovers is uh, what jumps out there. Uh, there are a lot of mental mistakes. There are a lot of drops. There are so many things. Uh, as I said in the in the intro, are, are the Jets the – and is Zach Wilson the only quarterback in the league who deals with – a receiver dropping that like if a Jets wide receiver drops a football it kills a drive that's it they have no shot it's like it, it, it's over second and 12 phew, 
Well, second and 10, I guess, if it's a drop. That, that, that's it. It's over. Second and eight drop. It's going to turn to third and eight. Okay. Over. Uh, pack it in. We're going to put, let's punt. Let's punt. It's going to be, you know, we'll try again next time. It, it's just, it, there's so many factors into this thing being wrong. Zach Wilson isn't the only issue with this team. He is a part of the problem, though. He is absolutely a part of the problem. And the easiest solution is to uh, try something new at the position because they there's no they're not changing the play caller. Wide receivers not coming magically coming back as much as we might talk about. It, I get asked a million times, when is Corey Davis coming back? Is Corey Davis coming back? He's not walking through those doors. Unfortunately, he's not coming back. It is what it is. You're dealing with the offensive line. You're dealing with the uh, the wide receiver rooms, the tight ends. It is what it is at this point. But apparently, as I'm recording this, uh, Robert Sala is having his press conference uh, and said that they are, are not considering benching Zach Wilson right now, which is fine, I I guess. And we'll, we'll scratch and claw and hope to win 16-10 against the Vegas Raiders. Peter from the beautiful Hudson Valley is next with his Chargers reaction. Hey, Matt. It's Peter from up in the beautiful Hudson Valley calling in before this abomination of a game is even over. Sorry that you and Green Bean and the guys had to go to such a game as this with three turnovers. And the Jets giving up special team score and three snap penalties and so many things that cost them this game over and over and over again. We're just wondering when is this team going to wake up? Sal on the sideline looks like he just despite the extra day of preparation just couldn't seem to give a, a crap <laughs> to get this team you know properly prepared to play this game against the Chargers. If that's the case, and now as they fall to 4-4, four and four, what's going to be the reason for Rodgers to come back if they can't get this team going and, and start scoring touchdowns and actually, you know, being involved in games and hopefully, you know, getting strings and wins together because it's just falling apart again. I, I can't understand it. And the biggest thing I saw uh, take away, obviously the line, you know, being shuffled the way it was just, just didn't work. And I heard that they were testing, you know, Max Mitchell at guard, um, you know, to kind of help and see if that would work. But really, if Turner's played guard and Max Mitchell has played tackle, why didn't they just leave him in that configuration? I mean, you know, Bosa and Max, you know, they're, they're a challenge to block no matter what. But I think that would have been a better way to just handle this game and, you know, use the tight ends to chip and things like that. But And, I, and the biggest other thing is, why the heck did they go with a hurry-up offense of all things, which they never do? They so, did. Disappointing, to say the least, with the with this performance overall in this game. And hopefully they can make the changes and get this team moving forward. But if not, there's really absolutely no reason for Rodgers to come back this year. Uh, and we can start talking about the Jets' needs for the offseason. Anyway, go Jets. Yeah, they did go hurry up a little bit more, which is something that they don't really do a whole lot of. But... Um... I don't know. It's, a, it's an area where Zach Wilson has looked good at, at times in the two-minute drills and at the end of the game. So, like, hey, let's try this even, maybe. Nope. Nothing. And they do have to stay. If they're like, I don't know, what, what's the record have to be? Seven and seven for 
you to potentially bring back Aaron Rodgers in the mix? Can they stay at that point? I think their defense is too good for them to just completely fall out of it. I think they are going to win games like how they won the last three before this game. And there's going to be other clunkers in there too, believe me. Um, But I I think they are going to stay somewhat in it. I don't know if it's going to end in a playoff spot. I don't know. But, you know, everyone thought it was over after the New England game. Uh, And then they win three ugly games in a row. I'm sure they're going to win plenty more ugly games in a row, probably starting with the Raiders. Give me 16-10. That's the score I said already. That's we'll, we'll call that my early, my way too early prediction for this one. Will from Dallas is next. He wants to toss some blame Joe Douglas's way. All right, let's do it. Hey, Matt. Will calling from Dallas. Um, I'm going to try and get through what I need to say a little quicker. I took too long last time. Um, this is going to be a rant. I apologize. Um, hope you had fun. I'm sorry you had to sit through that game, but I Thank hope you. you at least had fun tailgating. Um, let me quickly get into this. We didn't draft Matthew Stafford. We didn't draft Tom Brady. We didn't draft anyone who's supposed to sit in the pocket every single play and dissect the defense. That's never going to be Zach Wilson. And we can't rely on this defense to win every single game by giving up less than 10 points. It's not going to happen. And you know who I blame more than anyone? Does Zach deserve blame? Yes, he wasn't great. Does Hackett deserve blame? Yes, he was not good. You know who deserves more blame than anyone else? And I'm a big fan of his is Joe Douglas. I'm a big Joe Douglas guy, but oh my gosh, did he screw this up so bad. I have never turned off a Jets game before the end of the game until tonight because I couldn't watch it anymore. I can't watch Billy Turner and Max Mitchell try and play football anymore. I can't. They're awful. Blake and Tomlinson, awful. The whole thing, awful. No receivers can get open. Alan Lazard should be wide receiver three, not wide receiver two. Cobb should be wide receiver five, not wide receiver three. Xavier Gibson should not be getting five catches or five targets or whatever he got. It's ridiculous. Why do we not go get the kid from the Vikings for a six-round pick? Why do we not give up a fifth and, and win that bidding war? Why don't we go get Hunter Renfro? I understand you took a shot at Devontae Adams. I like that. We don't get him. Pivot. Go get someone else. Get Zach some help. Now, I'm not saying Zach is going to win us some games. He's a great quarterback, and he has he's blameless in this. But, oh, my gosh, who's he throwing to besides Garrett Wilson? Brees Hall needs to be more active in the pass game. We can't run him up the middle 15 times and expect anything to change because they're sitting on it. They're daring Zach to throw the ball, and there's no one to throw to except Garrett Wilson, who's being bracketed every single play. I can't watch this offense anymore. It's too difficult to watch. I can't sit through it anymore. I blame Joe Douglas more than I blame Hackett or Zach. Are either of them blameless? Absolutely not, but I blame Joe Douglas for this. We Careful. cannot. Roger Stafford needs to Your get up like that. Sign Jarvis Landry or someone, please. I can't watch Lazard have a ball brick off his hands one more time. I can't. My goodness. This is Joe Douglas's fault. We need to get Zach on the move out of the pocket because there's no pocket left for him. Anyways, I'm running out of time. Sorry about that. There, I have the box score open for Jets Chargers, and apparently an ad started going for ESPN. Thanks, ESPN, on that one. Uh, sorry that I cut you off at the end. Um, Joe Douglas, I think, does deserve some more blame for this, the state of this offense than what he is getting. Uh, there's a weird fringe that are like Joe Douglas sucks 
which I think is crazy. I think Joe Douglas has done uh, much more good than bad. Uh, and I would say he is a slightly above average GM. He's like a B minus B GM, we'll say. Um, but there's also a portion of the fan base that is like the ready out there. I'm at Life Stadium building him a sculpture um, for the 2022 draft class and trading away Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold, which all great things. But also, like, you have to be able to criticize for not, like, again, we talked earlier in the show about the Zach Wilson and the quarterback problem, did not want to bring in another quarterback, uh, did not make a move for a wide receiver. He was great. He was great. He was in on Mike Evans and Devontae Adams. He didn't land any one of those guys. He went big game hunting, and there was no contingency plan on if you weren't able to land any of those guys. You're comfortable running out. Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb was benched, thankfully. Thankfully, he was benched. Go figure. Someone struggles at their job wasn't the sole reason why the offense stunk, but wasn't good enough and got benched. Huh. Novel concept. Interesting concept. I like that thought from Nathaniel Hacken and Robert Sala. But didn't do enough didn't do enough there uh at the at the weapons point or with the quarterback point. Jay from Jersey is uh, is next. Hey, what's up, Matt? Um, Jay from Jersey. Um, just about the Jets Chargers last night. How uh, demoralizing and agonizing of a game that was. Um, just want to say, though, I'm not going to be like everyone else on here and absolutely stomp on Wilson. I, he didn't play great, but you can't say everything was on him there, man. That was It was just like... It's either, you know, anytime we had anything going, anything at all, there was a fumble, a penalty, something stupid to pull back. It's so ridiculous. And then anytime Chargers fumbled, it, it, it just bounced their way. It's just it's ridiculous. Michael Clemens not falling on that one, just trying to scoop his score. Just stupid stuff. Almost like one of those games where uh, – it's a very rude awakening for the team, I hope, because almost everything went wrong besides the defense. They played hell of a game. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like if Wilson could have better pocket presence and awareness, it'd be so much different. And honestly, I wonder if, like, it goes down to – Zach, don't throw an interception. Zach, don't throw an interception. You know, I, it almost seems like a lot of the time Hackett calls the game scared, and I wonder if he's almost instilling that in, in Wolves. I don't know, man. I don't know. They threw it 50 it's times. It's crazy because there's a couple drives where he throws down the field and they're dimes. Like, I, I just wish they would let him do it a little bit more. I mean, he threw 40, 40 what, 45 or 49 times. But it's just ridiculous, especially with, the, like, you, you know, you have a, an open Lazard and you hit him in the – in the, the rocks of hands he has, and he just, it's literally stone hands. I don't understand how it's, you know, honestly, he shouldn't play next week with Lazard. Yeah, sure, he's a good blocker, but I mean, at that point, he might as well have kept Mims and have him be a good blocker. He was a good blocker, and they're in the same production as the uh, receiver side of it, so it's just ridiculous, man. Hopefully, it's a huge, uh, rude awakening for the team and something changes next week. Um, but yeah, also, I just want to say it's pretty, insanely hard to watch the game with Troy Aikman with how much hate he has for Wilson and honestly the Jets in general seem like he's just tearing them apart it's pretty brutal but uh, 
I guess it's on the next week, four and four at least. I know losses in the AFC really hurt, but what are you going to do? Hopefully we can figure it out for next week. Uh, go Jets. I, I mean, I, I I don't have any ill will towards Troy Aikman. Uh, to be fair, I guess I wasn't watching the game on ESPN because I was in person there. Um, I don't agree with him not uh, him talking about the roughing the passer. Apparently, he was critical of the roughing the passer call, but I, I'm not going to get on him for criticizing Zach Wilson's play in that game because the reality is they they scored six points. Uh, they scored three touchdowns in their last four games, uh, and they've scored eight touchdowns in the last eight games. If you want to go back to last year with a different offensive coordinator and different players, it's 10 touchdowns in the last 11 games that Zach Wilson started. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's they, they threw it 49 times with Zach in this game. It was let, let, Zach, let Zach loose, let him throw. Okay, do it. Doesn't work. All right, go up tempo with Zach. Does it? Doesn't work. Well, shit. It's still the offensive coordinator and everyone else's fault. They're like, what? No, we were all we were right there. You almost had it. You were so close to figuring it out, and then you went. Wait, no, no, no. It's still the. It's still this other thing. It's like, please, you're so close. <laughs> so close. All right, close us out. We got one more. Dante in South Carolina. We're gonna close out here. Hey, Matt, Dante from South Carolina, calling after the abysmal Monday night performance in front of the whole world. Um, just watched your highlight video to make sure we didn't go over the same talking points or whatever. Um, but I agree. Lazard um, is probably the worst person on our offense right now. He's beyond frustrating. Uh, I I don't like him, but that's for another day. Um, I personally, I, I'm done with Hackett. Um, I'm kind of a Zach truther, but it, something's got to give. I don't really even know who to blame, though. You can blame Lazard, the O-line, Zach, Hackett. You can blame whoever you want, but it's been since 2011 that we haven't had an offense, aside from 2015. So it doesn't matter who the coach is, the OC, the quarterback, the GM, who we have on offense. It doesn't matter. We can never get in the end zone. So I don't know why this team just can't get it right. It's been 12 years. I mean, we're getting outscored by hockey teams. It's it's atrocious. Um, I don't understand why Dalvin Cook's in the game and Izzy, Izzy's not. Uh, I don't know why we would draft him if we didn't want to use him. We could have spent that on like a mid-round backup quarterback. It's just like a, a freaking throw to the wind. Um, I Obviously, no one was uh, expecting Aaron Rodgers to go down, so I guess that's just me being critical. But, I mean, Connor Hughes said it best that we've had opportunity after opportunity to get a backup QB in here that's, like, serviceable. And they won't. Or And, and we've whipped on every opportunity. And the trade deadline was awful. We're seeing linemen that we could use go for sixth-round picks. And JD's trying to get Mike Evans and Devontae Adams in here, which is great. Great names. We'd love to have them on our team, but it makes no sense to get them if we can't even get in the near the red zone, I mean, it's awful. This team sucks offensively. It, I mean, it's penalty after penalty. If we do get in the red zone, it's an immediate false start. I don't know how we're having false starts when we're playing at home. The stadium is almost dead quiet when we have the ball. How do you not get the hike off? I, I don't. I don't get it. Um, 
go into my talking points. Um, Oh, yeah, it's just like the Browns and the Lions and us, we were considered like the three poverty franchises. They turned it around. They get in the end zone. They score. They're explosive. They're fun. Why can't we do it for just 12 years? It's been so frustrating. Um, And that's pretty much all I have to say. I do want to let you know, though, your – the Just Jets phone number, the voicemail number, is different from the videos that we have to call in the description. I think you have the old number in your description. Yeah, I switched that. Thanks, um, man. By the way, so just uh, something to let you know. But all right, go down. Thank you, man. I did change that uh, after you let me know. That's uh, That was an old mistake, though. I had to change the number, so um, I appreciate that. You're the Jets right now, according to pro football reference, here's where they rank in points over the last five years. 30, 29, 28, 32, 31. One more time. 30, 29, 28, 32, 31. 23 in 2018 and 24 and 2017 was like, hey, there's something cooking here. Defense is great. They're wasting a great defense right now. Top 10 defense because they cannot do anything at all on the offensive side of the ball. Refuse to bring in another backup. Refuse to even talk about potentially changing the quarterback for some reason. Uh, Refuse to add another weapon on offense. Refuse to give up a day three pick for uh, Ezra Cleveland. Refuse to trade for Josh Dobbs. Uh, You know, just keep it going right down the line. Depressing episode. Sorry it was a depressing episode, but that's the theme right now. That's the feel uh, amongst Jets fans, and this is what we do. We are an extension of the fan base here. We, I am a Jets fan myself. This is how I'm feeling, and this is how you guys are feeling, and this is how we're going to react to it. So let me know your thoughts down below. Please subscribe wherever you get the show. I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll catch you next time.